0: If you think you are too small to make a difference, you have not spent the night with mosquito.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't even think that it's gonna be super inspiring, and i <laughs> like like, no, wow. It's okay, true, though, and it's <laughs> very about the two.
0: y'all welcome back Uh, yeah black Tribe podcast with dina tarandara um Um, sorry put some
2: respect (laughs) on my name aka erica killmonger wow wow put some respect on my name true that yo no for real erica
0: erica killmonger (laughs) but yo it's great to be back we like took a random hiatus not on purpose yeah definitely not on purpose Uh,
1: you know just life came at us fast Mm -hmm. you know regular shit but we're back
2: we're better than ever and better
0: um yeah so let's go into let's take a deep dive into the has anything new happened to y'all though
1: before Mm
2: -hmm. we get into it
0: no y'all just boring bitches all day yeah
2: yeah Yeah. (laughs) well i spent some time in maine Mm -hmm. oh yeah that was nice and different Mm -hmm. to be able to get out of the city and to explore and I think actually it's now like my favorite part of New England now oh. because I've, I've spent a lot of time in Boston and like Boston's yeah. like low-key, high-key racist yeah. but like you know it's mad chill in Portland, Maine um, uh, see, really I nice don't try to some diffuse don't try to diffuse like um,
0: lobster blatant racism with like that subtle like oh it doesn't exist because there's no black people here <laughs> um,
2: honestly <laughs> sprinkle I was gonna say I remember
1: when I was in college and we were in like a race and crime class. Oh yeah, and we had yeah, to yeah, you went to school in Boston. Yeah, I was yeah, school in Boston, and I remember we were um, we for a part of our homework we had to do like a demographic or demography um, homework assignment, I basically just like what is the census like um, information of your neighborhood. This kid from Maine was like. Yeah, like, I looked it up, and we're 98 point something percent white, and, like, I didn't think that through, but, like, then I remember there was one time a black family that was in our neighborhood, and then I remember, like, the black kid went to our school, and then he was suspended.
2: Wow. And that was a story. the story, we're end. like,
1: okay, wow, okay, that's Maine, that's Maine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That's where you were. It was, yes, pretty good. It was, it was chill, though. I mean, it was, a it was different, um, and it was just good to... Just get away for some time. Mm-hmm. hung out by mm-hmm. the by the beach there. Not Good hearing cold. a train run by. What was that?
0: <laughs> Not what? hearing a train run yes, by. Yes, yes. Or someone cursing or spitting at your Not,
2: feet. No, no one peeing on the train next to you. <laughs> Not getting squeezed on the sixth train mm. like I did six, today. Six, 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 oh, yeah, my sorry. goodness. So yeah. So welcome back to the jungle, girl. Thank mm. you. Thank you. So shall we dive into our? Long list of current topics <laughs> yeah. for today. So Stuff has been going on in the world. Um, you gone too long yes. and shit hits the fan, right? right? Okay. She. <laughs> so while we were away... Uh, if you listen to our previous episode on the majestic film, that is the Black Panther. It is black still Panthers. killing it. <laughs> yes. At the
0: box the office. The of the Black Panther. It <laughs> will never go <laughs> away.
2: Okay. 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 We'll never be stripped away. Not even Lara <laughs> Croft could strip it away. Uh, not even, uh, I don't know, what other kind of random movies? Movies are be? out. Like, I don't know out out. I mean, a wrinkle no, in time. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, support well, your black movies regardless. Yeah. But did you read this one article that I came across, uh, I believe it was on Forbes, this white movie reviewer was talking about how Black Panther is ruining it for other movie blockbusters? Yeah. Oh, shut like, the fuck uh, up. Right? What? You're, Boy, you're, you don't. You're, you're not doing it. Fair. Like, you can't just be that. <laughs> Good. Right? And like, what about when Avengers comes out?
1: Yeah. It'll be okay. Yeah, they will yeah, be I was fine. In
2: Forbes, the writer. Oh,
0: when Avengers come on you mean Infinity okay War, <laughs> or you mean Black Panther Two with, with and his, his little, little friends. Friends. <laughs> and his little friends.
2: <laughs> They knew what they knew. What Marvel knew what they were doing when they gave Black Panther his own movie before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Infinity and War. And then made the mm-hmm. release date for Infinity War sooner yes. than May.
1: I was like, Y'all are real smart. They're like, this right. is doing great. we're gonna live on this hype. Yes. Right. Yes. I All love it. But I'm backs. excited for All Infinity the blacks War. are going to come out for this one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if I gotta if I gotta body some white people out of the way to get in this theater, I will I've done I've done less. <laughs> no, I've done it for less, okay? So let's go. Yes. But yes. speaking of
2: Black Panther And that museum scene, and
1: appropriation.
2: (laughs) For theft. So, uh, in recent news, the Brooklyn Museum, which actually is one of my favorite museums, which makes this sad. Well, not sad, I don't know, it's subjective. But it hired a new uh, African art curator who happens to be a white woman. Yes. White woman. (laughs) So... I mean, I, I mean, they had to have known, we were just fresh off of watching the Black Panther, fresh off of watching that scene right. and with uh, with a Killmonger and Poison the, the Lady's Coffee, the... and... <laughs> reading, was it, was it Britain, Tate, Tate Britain? Was that Tate Britain
1: Museum? I yeah. think so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. reading yeah. Mm-hmm. Reading the curator there for filth. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but here we are. I feel like it was just very tone deaf of them. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know, like, we talked about her credentials beforehand, and, like, yeah, she right. is qualified, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely, but also there were probably some black folk who were equally qualified, and mm-hmm. also, like for, I feel like, for those type of things, you may want to, like, purposely seek out people of color, especially right. if they're from the continent,
0: right? to be mm-hmm. doing that type of work especially if that work was stolen or you know mm. <laughs> depending i'm not history, sure what type huh? of art that they have I've never, i have not gone to see the exhibit or you know but it's already
1: trash
2: it's already trash. why would
0: be like boo. a really really great exhibit i was <laughs> just like roasting this is poor what you, walk through it, you even so know so she carried you
1: <laughs> 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 i walked by and it was really great it's like oh that by the way that was hers
2: um, you know you know, i don't it know it wasn't that good <laughs> I, mean, I guess if that's your kind of thing i suppose, suppose. it was kind of cute it was like I guess. <laughs> Whatever. But you know, it's the, It's really not
0: anything against her. Like, I'm sure she's a, like someone who's qualified. We saw, like, she I'm sure she's a wonderful woman. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she's great, cool people, you know. But at the same time,
1: like, in this day and age... Get it together. Like Again, right at the Black Panther. It's like, y'all didn't... I bet you she was hired before that. It's like, damn it. Right? Uh, <laughs> now they're going to roast us. <laughs> She's been there for two months. Already, and you're was like, damn it. Well, I guess we're releasing now. Maybe it's safe. <laughs> nope. Not safe. Too soon. Too like, soon. It'll <laughs> always be too soon.
2: But maybe we'll make sure that Target for Saturdays is like super lit. <laughs> you know, so that way you guys have just forget about all of this. <laughs> uh, well, for those of you who are not from New York, uh, Target for Saturdays is like, the Lydia's like time of month. Okay, at the Brooklyn Museum. Get in there for free, mm. get your drink, get mm. your dance party on. Mm-hmm. on. Looking culture for the gram. Yes, okay. indeed. Yes, right.
1: indeed. I still have yet to ever go, because I, I cannot <gasps> bring myself down to Brooklyn.
0: It's wow. all. There's nothing wrong with <laughs> <in> Brooklyn before <laughs> Brooklyn people start fighting me on the street. Namely Dino's <laughs> fighting <laughs> right now. Squirt, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's supposed because I'll be in Brooklyn tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> But, I don't know, to bring my, like, I'm I'm gonna get there, though. I'm gonna get to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I think right. the first, first time Saturdays I went Monday. for
2: Target, First Saturdays, I think it was on... Is it sponsored by Target? Is that why you keep saying? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yeah, I'm Target. like, huh, what is this? <laughs> I could just say First Saturdays. I don't no, know what I'm it's saying. Sp- it is so- sponsored so to by me. <laughs> Star- yes. Well, then I'll they're not sponsored it. So, so, like, so it's First them. Saturday. <laughs> um, but I think the first time I went was during Black History Month, which was super Um mm. Yeah, packed to the max. Is but. it all year round? Yeah, no? every first oh, Saturday. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: And I will, I will say, um, not the last time I went, maybe actually, I think it was the last time I went, it was for um, Caribbean American, or, like month. It was Caribbean um, oh, I saw at that. first Saturday, and
2: that was lit too.
1: Is it first Saturday the first Friday? First Saturday,
2: no. Oh, It was the first
1: Saturday, no? Just want to make sure. Oh shit. But yes, it was lit because it was carnival season, oh. and Brooklyn was bursting at its seams. So that was fun too, yeah. but yeah, if you're ever in the area for that occasion, go. Come do
2: through. It. Come through with some. Yes, for Saturday. It's a I think MoMA mm-hmm. is first
1: Friday. Oh God. And it's God. Uniqlo. No. <laughs> y'all think y'all something. Okay. I mean, it's actually
2: pretty popping. <laughs> Somebody sponsor us. Um, <laughs> Monties. So, um, okay. What else is in the news? Um, so, march, march for our goddamn lives. Yes, <laughs> march for our lives. The, the
1: babies, the babies, yes. the children. Gen Listen Z, to the kids, bro. Turning right. up. Um, me and my millennial mommy self is like, wow, the babies <laughs> are really doing this. Like, wow, we walk till y'all can fly. Right. We <laughs> stopped because my feet we, we, was hurt from all that marching. Right. We Where filmed we? on Instagram so y'all can fly <laughs> on Instagram. We <laughs> stopped, but yes, yeah, So, march for our march for our lives happened on which day?
2: Uh, Twenty four. 24th. That feels yes. right in my spirit. The it 24th. does, too. sits well with so me. Um, uh, they were
1: in D.C. and I mean all over the country mm-hmm. um, marching in these streets demanding stricter, or just gun regulations in yeah. general. And, bare, and it ends the gun <laughs> barely, violence. Barely, and, right. Yeah. And I will say that from the like I guess the Parkland students are mm-hmm. the ones who have been spearheading this and mm-hmm. from their specific perspective, they've been really good about being intersectional mm-hmm. in yeah. the way they at least include other people's voices like they make sure to understand or even verbalize that like they're coming from a privileged place mm-hmm. and that there have been communities of color that have been experiencing gun violence for way longer but and have been doing the work but haven't been listened to and so I know when they were in DC they were at a high school and they were sharing the mic with the black folks. Mm-hmm. And whatnot, but um, I mean the way people look at the march, and they're not looking at it intersectionally, mm-hmm. and no. that I mean that will always happen. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like it's, and I don't want to jump too far ahead from the topic, but I think the way people are like looking at, like, look at these kids, God bless them, versus how there's like more recent gun violence happening with black folk, and how like at the same time, one's being like up, like one group is being revered, another one's being villainized still, as mm-hmm. it's happening at the same time, right. And yeah. So it was an interesting
0: yeah. dynamic, but in terms of like the, there was a lot of great speakers, um mm-hmm. a lot of great kids who were speaking. But in particular, there was one little charming,
1: my
2: daughter, oh.
1: um
2: what's her name, Naomi Waddler. Wadler, my yeah. daughter, <laughs> Dina's child, <Yes>. actually. <laughs> Like in elementary school. Yes. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Yes. yes. She, yes. She, she led a walkout with her, uh, with another. It was, she co led the walkout. Yeah, with another classmate. Mm-hmm. And they added on extra minutes for. Extra names of people extra, who. For black girls who were killed by gun violence recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them being Cortland Arrington, who was shot in Alabama at her school. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh um, happened had happened recently in dc and so just so amazing how oh, like her speech is she like oh, what was Can i even doing years how old? i
1: cried <laughs> remember when i read first i read the transcript. i was already missed yeah i feel like as i closely approach 30 i'm becoming more and more emotional for little things I'm yeah. reading the transcript like wow the babes <laughs> and then i was like well let me actually listen to it i'm in i'm literally in my kitchen Standing next to my island. You stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you damn near 30. uh
2: Uh-huh.
1: You stop. But yeah, I'm standing there in the kitchen. I'm like, well, it's on Instagram. Let me hear it. She's speaking, and I'm literally weeping in the kitchen. Like, oh my God, the babies are so good. They're going to be all right. The world's going to be okay, y'all. No, it was, oh, just amazing to hear her speak about, just so eloquently. Not in that, like, condescending to black folk. Like, eloquent. But, like, actually, like, you could tell that she wrote that speech and has, like, such like good writing skills and mm-hmm. just like the like not everyone's a good
2: speaker mm-hmm. and she was so good mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. she beast the language arts yeah okay. it's yes. not like how we do kids when they do their easter speech like they're there <laughs> go, ahead. Do baby. go ahead do baby. keep going baby <laughs> no her speech was amazing mm-hmm. um there was also uh, another one of my heroes from the march tiffany dina lofton yeah uh, it's my she, namesake okay. Okay. <laughs> She's the new National Director of Youth and College uh, for the NAACP. She's also a college student herself. Is and she the one that's at UPAC I no? I could be wrong. Okay, no. I'll, I'll back check No, No, don't that. worry, don't worry. Um, i people up. But I saw her, her speech, uh, well, her interview rather, mm-hmm. was constantly shown on social media um, on a number of pages where she was, you know, I, I just love how a number of people would not let Black voices being ignored in this conversation mm-hmm. about gun violence, and she, you know, she talked about how, you know, black people, you know, we've been shot in our backyards, we've been shot in our churches, we've right. been shot in um, our homes, in our homes, in our cars, in and our beds. Sh- just, right, yes. So I just uh, really appreciated how um, young activists like Naomi, like Tiffany, were really uh, lifting up those voices, right. And so I guess to um,
1: piggyback or to segue from that, um, you know, there has been yet another case of police brutality, excessive gun violence from law enforcement or whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, like, there's always gun violence that you hear that you're not going to hear about because gun violence is so pervasive and deep in this country. And so there's always going to be a case that is happening that you're not going to necessarily hear. But this one, I guess, um, is something that's... um, coming up in the news with Stephon Clark out in Sacramento mm-hmm. who was shot in his backyard by um, law enforcement, shot 20 times. And I will be honest and say that I purposely did not like read into the article deeply because I'm, I think I'm getting that fatigue mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. me, even though it hasn't, I guess a big news story hasn't happened like that in a long time. I couldn't handle that news to read deeply. So definitely something can take on
2: yeah, I, I was watching the ABC Nightly News, I believe it was, and uh, they released some of the body cam footage, yeah. and all you heard was... Uh, I, you know their usual when they usually barge in mm-hmm. um you know like the police and then you just heard immediately oh, after. They, I heard that they didn't um announce that they were police or something like, like I, that. I'm they not quite in, sure well, what I heard like I'll have to watch it again but mm-hmm. like they they yelled something and immediately after it was gun 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 gun, gun and then they just started firing repeatedly and then men. I'm sure like
0: put your hands down uh, <laughs> right <laughs> put your hands behind your back stop yeah. running Okay, you shot someone 20 times. But like, I, they heard they, they <laughs> I heard
1: they handcuffed him still. Oh, yeah, of course. You know like, somebody...
0: black niggas are zombies, right. though. Right, I was going to say, you know, though, you know how he got rises like to the roof, dead and shit.
1: Dillard Roof, who to <laughs> shoot up a whole damn church and you are able to cuff him. Alive, alive and bought him Burger and King and bought of. him Burger King because you like them. <laughs> oh,
0: god, wrong <Ooh>, company. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: gonna say, I'm
2: like, it doesn't seem right, but I'll go with it. But yeah, or you no, could absolutely say because terrible. the white supremacists always can have it their way, right? Um, oh,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: So, um, wait, really quickly with Dylan Roof, y'all heard
0: about like with the whole March for and doing this. Oh, but his sister, but his sister. Oh. Right. Okay.
2: <laughs> that, so, yes.
0: the... so Dylan Roof's oh, sister, if you guys in here, um, she went on some rant talking about that she hopes everyone who goes out on that march is not going to do anything. She hopes they all get shot, yada yada yada. That bitch is arrested, right? Mad <laughs> and sensitive, and she got arrested for that. Didn't it was she
2: crazy. have? Like, didn't she, she
0: had a had knife a, like, on her? A knife, yeah. And she had a knife on her. Like, girl, girl, you're sis. foolish. You're, you're like, foolish man, doing too much. And wish. the crazy part too is that, like, for me, when I clicked the article about like, oh Dylan Roof's sister, I'm like, was I the only person expecting? gonna have a bowl cut because i thought <laughs> <laughs> i thought she was gonna have a bowl cut like just brother, like sister.
1: <laughs> but honestly I was, I was so surprised i was like oh <laughs> no but honestly the fact that she's speaking spicy like that i'm like oh, and these parents would still act like mm-hmm. they didn't have any part this. come like y'all are raising no, two you, little racist monsters almost oh, a c-word and she posted, but, it <laughs>
2: like, snap, she posted it on snapchat mm-hmm. like, like, like your friends are not your friends people are already just like yo know, that's that girl who's brother murdered them should, people you should have known Things were gonna go left for you the next day at school when all you saw, all those. Screenshots. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, girl, we saw all those it should have been like ruh r- bro.
1: <laughs> they
2: got it the evidence still on So
0: advice for you, girl, you don't have no friends. Your brother's a mass murderer. All those people <laughs> key, key, are key king behind your back. No. <laughs> screenshots all day, watch what you say. You <laughs> can't keep your like, racism internalized to you. I
1: will say, as, as I do always when I want to stress myself out, I read the comment section mm-hmm. of an article. And like the audacity of, you know, I guess regular white being like, but can you imagine being bullied for something that your brother did? I can see why, you know, she was pushed the fuck up. Like, like shut can, can up! get away. Shut like, your mouth. Like, oh my God. They never cease to amaze me. I know. Shock me. Like <laughs> but people just like, you know, like it's really sad when you're bullied for something your family has has a reputation of.
2: Oh, <laughs> wow,
1: sounds about black. Right, oh, be shit. <laughs> oh, God.
2: But um going back to Going back to uh, Stefan Clark, lots of protests have gotten started. His brother was on Don Lemon's show the other mm-hmm. day. Okay, Don, which oh,
0: yeah. was I don't got cable no more. So.
2: Oh. <laughs> you can watch it on the Shade Room. You know? okay. Shade Room is a really good source. Yeah,
0: of <laughs> every morning that's okay. why I'm usually, my news. My Shade Room and my BBC <laughs> app. Shade Room and, and Baller
2: Alert. <laughs> but the sad thing is, this goes the same way. Time and time again. Mm-hmm. And I think also in, in transitioning to uh, the death of Alton, the murder of Alton Sterling, uh, they they say, we're going to investigate. They investigate for months on end. Let's investigate ourselves. They, mm-hmm. they say, okay, we're going to look at the camera footage. Even with camera footage, they mm-hmm. still come to the conclusion that there is no need for charges because the officers were, quote, in fear of their lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, I feel like, this shit for is so tired these, and corny. Like, yes. come on, come on. A better with the new thing, right? <laughs> right? I feel like in some, like I wonder if in some of these police academies they have in the textbook like, when in doubt, just say that. There, you there's a decision chart. chart yes. If you did this, look to see what the protocol is for that. Right. Say First this
0: line. Say stop resisting. No matter how far or how close they are to you. Right.
1: <laughs> stop resisting. <laughs> Second, say you thought you saw a gun.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, Next steps:
0: say that they kept kicking you. Wow, stop hitting me. Stop hitting me. Oh or that
1: they charged after you. Yes. Even though there's footage of them walking away. Yes. Make away. sure to turn off your camera before the you encounter such
0: yes. suspect. Jesus.
1: I will <laughs> say in like not anything like truly comedic, but like in the irony of it all, um, that police officer who shot that Australian woman oh, yeah. who was charged with murder. And I was like, wow. So what it takes is either to be a white woman victim we're to think, be a black cop, yeah, and mm-hmm. that's how you can get charged with murder, mm-hmm. but yeah, everything is terrible. Mm. And I mean, like, I do want, like, I, I don't know, were there any, um, like protests or gatherings in New York about Stephon Clark?
2: I'm pretty sure they're getting started, I haven't gotten mm-hmm. any notifications I mean, <laughs> about it dust off my marching boots okay right. and get back out and get my streets. megaphone out right okay. <laughs> get, get my chance of, of going <laughs> my cleverly worded protest sign yeah, and... get these bars down and yeah. Stop. Mm-hmm. yeah everything's bad yeah. yes and this is getting
0: tired like when will it stop are these white children gonna do it these parking kids who knows who who, who will be it mm-hmm. who will do it
2: What are the students' names? Emma, Emma Gonzalez. Yes. David Hogg.
1: I'm gonna put up top yeah. because she is Latina. Yeah. She's Cuban mm-hmm. and she's bi. And cu- yeah,
0: Cuban. So Cubano, LGBT hold down Q. for the queer girls. Mm-hmm. And the white kid is like a pretty decent. He's the one who I see ver- the first one who was like, Mm-mm. Uh, black people <laughs> is not getting the same. <laughs> right. I was like, okay, little white boy. Okay, acknowledging okay. your Nobody privilege. Even him. He was just like, um, well, <laughs> what about the black people? <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, now. I'm saying, I'm proud. And it's always cool, too, when you you know you're pissing people off when you got Fox News talking about you. Okay. Talking about you, a
1: crisis actor. Yeah, right?
0: Oh, That's Lord. always their first excuse. Okay. First of all, there's not that many acting schools to just use, <laughs> to having all these crisis actors. Right. I mean, there's, there's a huge peel, pool of them. Like, Yo, what's
1: so funny, every time, like, I don't want... It's a quick aside. Every time there's some, like, mass thing that happens, like, mass chaos or mass violence that happens, there's always some article that pops up where it's, like, it's the... Same, th- the same one that was at these last three yeah. like bombings, and I'm like, those are three different white women. You just don't know how to tell your white women apart. <laughs> and this is like the fact that you really are thinking these are the same three white women. I'm like, clearly they're nah, separate yeah. human beings. Yes. But
0: you're like, look, see crisis. <laughs> like have you ever seen them in the same room together? Okay, so
2: I <laughs> <laughs> just thought of a SpongeBob
1: movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know Fox News is also still press, so pressed. Uh, Laura, I don't know what this Ingram, is. Laura Ingram, Ingram. Or something like that. She's gonna go talking about David Hodge, the 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 Parkland student, one of the Parkland mm-hmm. students, talking about the colleges that he was allegedly rejected by mm-hmm. as a way- Oh y'all petty! She was like, oh, he was rejected by four colleges to which he applied and whines about it. Sis is losing all her sponsors Isn't now. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: Good. Wow. Like what? are you, Like mind your business. I'm a child. Like. And you like you didn't get rejected for school. So what does me, that's not
1: good for anything. I mean, like, like also
0: like you are a
1: full ass adult. Yeah. Really? Yeah, like, like, look at you. I wonder, honestly, like when the rapture happens, I really wanna see people's faces And they're like, Oh, word? That's why I'm going to hell for that? Oh wow. <laughs> and, like, and she wow. The,
2: and she had the nerve to tweet out. Oh, in the spirit of Holy Week, I apologize. In the spirit for of Holy upset Week? Upset or hurt my spirit. On this Maui Thursday, throw the whole god god god. <laughs> week. Oh gosh, throw the whole network away. <laughs> Jesus. On um, that note, throw it away. Just don't even recycle it. Just oh my throw it away.
1: god. Ridiculous. Any last words? Anything maybe uplifting? For the black folk, stay black. T'Challa mm. come save us. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, not no. Nakia, come oh, yes, yes, okay. save us. Yes, come save us. Okoye, come save <laughs> us,
0: please. All right, so things about time. Yep. We transition over to the triad segment. <laughs> this triad segment, we're going to be talking about something that I can no longer do, code switching. <laughs> let's talk about that.
1: I'm ready for that conversation. Yes. Ooh. But before we get, I guess, into the depths of that belly, um, let's define what code switching is, at least in the uh, general standard sense. And then we can dive deep into like what are the true meanings, I guess, for us, for code switching. So this person, all I have is a citation. So I see Romaine, 92. <laughs> Romaine Lewis, APA, APA formatting, MLA. You know, actually this could be APA, or it might be ASA. A. sociology, sociological association, turn up. So, oh God, I hate us. Nerds. So code switching is the use of more than one language, variety, or style by a speaker within the utterance or discourse or between different interlocutors or situations. So that's a nice little fancy, fancy definition. But what does code switching actually mean to us? Like, what would we maybe define it in our circumstances or how we see it on the ground?
2: Mm.
0: I think the point with uh, language varieties mm-hmm. is uh, super important because, like, when you think of different dialects mm-hmm. of, let's say, English, because we're in an English-speaking country. Um, So. And also because we're black, we can talk about like, I guess, the ways in which code switching applies to the black community, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, with uh, American English, we have, of course, different varieties, different regions, especially within blackness. So we have AAVE, formerly known as Ebonics, Mm. but now African American Vernacular English, um, which is a common way in which um, black Americans and black people who, you know, eventually as you become... Black in America, mm-hmm. um, we all, and many of us, not all, because people speak how they speak. And I've like mm-hmm. also seen people not pick it up. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I know many, many of black people who do not speak A, B. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the ways in which we speak, but those ways are in the American world are not considered professional. Mm-hmm. So in the workplace, and work spaces, or in spaces that you are the minority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, Black people, people of color who speak different dialects rather than standard English, um, code switch. So instead of speaking in AAVE or whatever slang, whatever, however, whichever dialect you feel comfortable in, mm-hmm. you'll switch over into the standard American professional English. Right. Sometimes called the white voice or my customer service voice. I was like myself, <laughs> the white voice.
1: Hi, hello. Um, I'm calling about.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a little. For me, my personal one was a little happier and brighter. Just a little perk
1: oh, you little
2: chipper <laughs> or a little like, chip. I like to speak to the manager please
1: <laughs> mine's like an even toned it almost gets deeper but it's like a hi so I'm calling about something 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 and it's like just a direct voice but people love it I guess it's a radio <laughs> voice <laughs> <laughs> sorry,
2: sorry. yeah I think mean, mine tends to get a little bit more like high pitched and I don't know I-, I know when I'm doing it though and mm-hmm. when I'm in the midst of it I'm like me too. Damn it. <laughs> um it sometimes just, I've noticed for me I do it to people I'm
0: just first meeting yeah mm-hmm. I, I'm just like but why are you speaking <laughs> my friends, like friends of friends I'm like, I right, what's up like <laughs> but like if I'm just meeting like someone who I really don't have that type I'm like hi I'm just yeah. like usually I'd be like suck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say when was the first time you've noticed close with you cuz I remember Like, before I knew it as a term code switching, I knew it again as a telephone voice when my mom would get on the phone Mm -hmm. with somebody and be like, hello. And I'm like, that's
2: not your voice, (laughs)
1: woman. (laughs) You don't speak to us like that. What is this? I
2: noticed it with my mom, too. Right. wow. Because my my mom is generally a pretty soft-spoken person. Mm -hmm. But when she would get on the phone, I'd be like, yeah, like, ma, you don't sound like that when you get on the (laughs) phone. She'd be
1: like... Hello. Yes. <laughs> I used call her all the time. said, like, that's how you. should like, shut up.
0: <laughs> so I was going to say, too, with my mom, um, she's Nigerian, clearly. This is Dara. And she <laughs> has a pretty, like, she has an accent, Nigerian accent. So even with her, like, when she would speak to, I guess, people who aren't Nigerian, it's not even like a like a white identity, it's just like people right. who are not Nigerian, she always changes, like... Her accent will go from this to, okay, hello, how are you? Oh, no. And I'm like, what is this? Like, what is that? And as an adult, now that i you know, I was a sociology uh, major. So now that I'm, talking, I'm like, were you code switching all this time, mom? I just thought like, you were being, like, whack and thinking like, people couldn't understand your accent. I'm like... I feel like my mom's English is actually very clear when she speaks with her mm-hmm. normal Nigerian accent. I feel like she's very easy to understand, yeah. but for her, she feels like other people still can't understand her, so she needs right. to like up the right, yeah, and up, up the code switching. I'm just like, oh, I will say in
1: those cases, like I can see where it's like probably one person was like, I can't understand you, and it's like yes, you can't, bitch. yeah, and like that made somebody feel insecure about their accent mm-hmm. and made them want to change it in some way, I guess, for the general, quote unquote, general public. Yeah. I think about like. My my funny examples, not my personal ones, but my funny examples of code switching, is when you have, I'll say particularly Jamaican people who come with full patois (laughs) coming through, and it's Mm -hmm. like actually no to understand that. So like you have to code switch because like even as a Caribbean, I'm like what I don't. This is a whole new language. Like if we're talking about dialects, they are patois truly a dialect, and so Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it's like in terms of like like actually being able to understand somebody, it's like what are the i guess what are the benefits of code switching mm. in this case for mm. a certain dialects it's like we wouldn't understand what you're saying if you didn't code switch into yeah. to like something more streamlined or more general mm-hmm. but again like i guess there's a difference between like switching your dialect to be standard english and then I guess the other bells and whistles of adding the quote unquote white voice, yeah. or adding like the specific intonations and the cadence, yeah. to make it like this extra thing that maybe doesn't have to happen. Mm-hmm. For but I think
2: that's actually maybe the first time I perhaps realized that I was quote code switching and just didn't realize that wasn't the word that we used because we were maybe what in elementary school or middle school, mm-hmm. and then it was like, why are you talking white? And it was like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Identity crisis. I, I sound no, no, no. white, though. What do you, <laughs> do you sound what like? You What's happening? Uh, so, yeah, I think that's from one, no, hearing my parents, hearing my parents, you know, code switch, and then having it called out <laughs> to mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was also the first time I was called an Oreo. Yeah. Memories. I didn't know mm-hmm. that was a bad thing. I was like, oh, it's a cookie. That's um. not. True. <laughs> and
0: I was like, oh, it's oh, not a good thing. Random side note I don't eat the middle of Oreos. Yeah, I always, like, peel out the middle cream part and just eat the disc.
1: It's okay. I mean, Um, honestly... I'm just trying to
0: find somebody out there who will... I barely eat eat the side with (laughs) the cream because I don't want it.
1: That's a That's not not waste cream in 2018. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to, I guess, like, the idea of talking white, and maybe this is a question that may be too deep right now, but let's maybe dive dive in. in. Um, So, like, I'll speak for my personal experience that, like, the way I grew up speaking was... Standard English, like I grew up speaking "quote unquote" white, and so when I would be called out for that, it's like, well, like I, I sometimes think when people are like, "Oh, you're talking white," it's as if like stop playing, you're faking it, talk mm-hmm. the normal way, and it's like, but this is my normal way. Like I don't know <laughs> any other way to speak. And so actually, as I was growing up, I actually picked up and learned AAVE mm-hmm. as you grew up as like my second language, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think about maybe the directionality of like code switching. Is it it's code switching for people? Who primarily, and again, like this is just a general question because I think it answers everything yes. But like, I think about the directionality of like, is code switching mainly about people who speak the quote unquote alternative dialect and then learn how to speak white? Or is it the opposite of people who are speaking white then learn how to speak the, I guess, other dialects? Yeah, and it's
0: interesting too because like, we are still it's so hard to uh, disassociate it from white exactly than just yeah. standard English, right? right? Because it's like I know plenty of white what people who is? speak more <laughs> urban <laughs>
2: <laughs> with a little flavor, mm. right?
0: So it's just like and I know those people have never spoken in the white mm-hmm. in that standard
1: white, like, exactly. So it's
0: just it's an interesting.
1: But I will say, that. like even though it's like there are white people who don't know standard, like like against. I, cycle between standard and white English Mm -hmm. it's also like well who's policing the language and who's in charge of who gets to speak white and not it's right. really white people so it's like mm-hmm. if y'all want it so bad right yeah. speak like
2: white people <laughs> <laughs> that shit because before mm-hmm. we were before we were recording we were talking about this one particular episode of insecure don't worry it's not really that much of a spoiler if you haven't watched it shame on oh, you you're, exactly it was like, uh, it's your like point. years it's, ago now, um, from Black there's an episode <laughs> in the most recent season i believe it was season two where molly uh, you know, I think working... it was the first season, actually. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was, like, one of the first yeah. episodes. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, so Molly... So you we're... definitely must have seen this, Yeah, show. So, <laughs> so Molly, who works at a law <laughs> a law firm, uh, they had a new black law intern, I believe it was, and mm-hmm. uh, Molly was essentially telling the intern to, you know, tone down the blackness and, to, in order to fit in. And, right.
0: and use your, like, you know, yeah. the soft skills that they say a lot of, like... Um, Black folks, especially, like, black women don't have this too much attitude in the way they speak or it's too sassy and stuff like full that. Full eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so My she was doing the most, bit. though. Like, she was even just, like, speaking way too loud.
1: Like for yeah, generally. Yeah, she was generally, like... Like, regardless of what you're speaking. Yeah,
0: like, even be... Could you, tur- could you just... The decibels at that yeah. AVE, like you can still
1: speak it, but yeah. just yeah. you were a little too loud.
2: It's like, like nine in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have had my coffee I have, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, you could just tone it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, but that conversation that she had with her was just so uncomfortable. Black woman to black
0: woman, yeah. yeah, right.
2: And I will say, like, when that episode happened, I was I was
1: also deeply uncomfortable too, because it's yeah. like on the one hand, it's like I guess. I was like, growing up in the white world, let me stop. And that's not true. <laughs> but like, I guess working with white people in the past, um, like you kind of understand where it's like, yeah, like that's not things that people like to hear. And like, I guess it's gonna, it's this is something that's like directly related to respectability politics. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we know what people like to hear, what people judge and deem as like not good, as unintelligent, stuff like that. So in terms of like, if you're, in terms of like political, not political, in terms of like career gains and whatnot, you know, like it's that's a skill to know, but also in terms of authenticity, it's like let well, her speak the way she fucking wants to speak yeah, because like, that's her true self, and that's how she feels comfortable. Does that take away from the fact that she made it into this field? Mm-hmm. You yeah. still have a brain. You, the content's still important too. So why should she have to tone it down? For Whitey, right, or for Molly, right. in this mm-hmm. case.
0: Yeah. But yeah, so, but anyway, what ended up happening was that she was, um, the answer was very firm in her, like, I got here speaking just like this, mm-hmm. and they didn't have a problem with it, so I'm going to stay. I, like, it's cool that you think that I'm going to speak like that, but I'm not going to change anything about myself, and yada, yada,
2: yada. And she was fired. Yeah. yeah they <laughs> have, they have, it was like, really sad yeah. that scene. there was one scene where they, they let Molly, her walk, mm-hmm. Molly walks by, and she, you just see her with her, like, her shoulders yeah. slouched, and yeah. she's yeah. talking to the white. Uh, lawyers or uh, partner the or partners mm-hmm. at a law firm and yeah that episode i was like i don't Damn. like this and molly's right. just
0: there with that you know that no that one bites the dust right sis. That, sis, i told you you gotta game these people yeah. you can't mm-hmm.
2: so speaking of that episode then what has been your experiences then with code switching at the workplace Ooh. so Ooh. kind of piggybacking off of what you were commenting where you're like you forgot how to co-switch
1: <laughs> same right so
0: <laughs> I just, we again to, i grew, <laughs> I grew,
1: I grew, I grew it's funny too because like i grew up speaking quote-unquote standard white english then i learned aav and i was like i can co-switch look at me and then i started working with a lot of black folk and and i started working with a lot of black children mm-hmm. and we
0: Got too comfortable <laughs> and lost it
1: out the window. Especially because like in grad school was kind of like like it was it was a lot more juggling of that because like mm-hmm. in grad school, as you may know about me and Dara, like we, we were the black we were all friends with all the black folk, mm-hmm. and so like we felt comfortable with our people. But then people of color, like, in yeah, general, yeah, yeah, true. But I mean, our crew was pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty, 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 pretty neat, pretty bro. But black, <laughs> But um, yeah, like it's like you have that. So like before class, you're kicking, you're having a great time, and then you mm-hmm. get in class, and it's like maybe that switch happens like now i don't think it happens in like such a stark way but you got you can't speak to your professors like sis so let me tell that's you right, right. <laughs> so that's one thing and so but i think because i was also in a phase of my life where i was like fuck academia you know i'm not gonna because especially because like you're writing so many papers and whatnot that i couldn't even i almost didn't have the ability to write in layman terms anymore because everything was so highly academic and i was like now nah, i gotta destroy God. that dismantle that shit. Mm-hmm. so when I got out and I was working with students, and so you can't be talking academically like that with students, mm-hmm. um, like, uh-huh. especially for what? like for people learning new information. Right. And also, majority of my coworkers are not only people of color but black, mm-hmm. and so like you feel comfortable right. in spaces too. I'm speaking any which kind of way. Yeah, I feel right, people... right. And so now that I'm about to transition to a new job, that's gonna be going back to like majority white. I am afraid because I don't know how to speak to white people anymore. And this is a big source of anxiety for me. Yeah. I don't so, oh, know how to deal right now. So that that's me right now. My experience is that like I've lost the art or my art is very rough. And we're gonna find out in a few weeks how Dina fares in the job world with whites. Coming up on part two. Right. <laughs> so for
0: me and um so my job that I work in now, I work with a lot of people of color, a lot, a lot, a lot, and we, and we all speak exactly like how we normally speak, like, (laughs) there's no differences, especially too, because, um, just even, I guess, uh, career-wise and like experience Mm -hmm. and even education-wise, um, a lot of the older folks are like from the old school they're from the community right you exactly know? yes like, so they've never left the community so they've never had to have that that chance to like even have to really code switch yes. so they speak mm-hmm. exactly how they how they've
1: always spoken. which was is really cool. I was gonna say our department or where we work mm-hmm. it has a lot of people like that, which I love. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is very very cool. And then on the other end, like the folks who are like younger, how we even got to those positions through our education, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so we are the people who know how to code switch, but now that we're in these environments that we don't have to, mm-hmm. we're like, ah, oh, it, it's so free. I go to yes. work every day with a smile on my face, mm-hmm. knowing I can really be myself and right. not feel any type of way. But at my job, we also do have people. Um, who aren't black. <laughs> and we also speak however we feel like in front of them. Cause it's like, you're- Majority you're, rules. You're the man, you have majority rules. <laughs> and we're just gonna continue to speak how we do Which And we there's do. no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Like, no one, I don't know if they see you're like, oh, these people are so ignorant. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> how
2: did they get here? Right? Okay, how would they even- Affirmative, affirmative action, action, I guess <laughs> I mean, that is in the workplace too. You remind the fact that affirmative action most benefits white women. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But, but you know, but, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. And I,
0: I'm afraid that when I do end up leaving, that I just hope that I can, my next job is just going to continue in places where I can be myself. Because I can, I don't know if I can go back. I don't know my abilities anymore. <laughs>
2: it's scary. When it's, no, it's funny, scary. That reminds me of, so Dara and I, we went to go see Black Panther in conversation with Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. Ta-Nehisi Coates, and, and Lupita and Nyong'o. Nyong'o. And... Chad was talking about how on the set, it was like he had barbers that could finally cut his hair. People who could finally do like his makeup. And it was just like, like the, the hermit whole, even blackness it was so just it like grew? awesome no. just to be able to function in that space mm-hmm. and so it sounds like you guys found like your workplace Wakanda right uh, <laughs> and, so and it's funny me. yeah because he also said like after this movie he said he like he said I'm spoiled now he's like what am I supposed to do after this movie <laughs> like, so, you better write a sick writer
1: right how <laughs> okay. your agent come through he's like I want my own barber I want 10 of them he, did, in
0: he said he already has his own barber he's like like he could never go back
2: somebody who <laughs> but um so for myself I-, I feel like I've secretly had code switching listed as a skill on my LinkedIn page for some time <laughs> now. <laughs> In the uh, other languages section, yes. Like languages. <laughs> limited
0: proficiency uh, would be my code <laughs> Standard English, limited proficiency. Limited
2: <laughs> limited switch between yeah. dialects seamlessly. <laughs> wow. So, sorry. So, I went to a PWI, a predominantly white institution for wow. undergrad, and I tried very hard to try not to code switch because I think that's when I was especially aware. Of it. I mean, I was aware of it in undergrad, but especially in grad school mm-hmm. where, I mean, I went to classes with a lot of white people, a lot of white clergy even at that. <laughs> so uh, it was it was difficult because there were sometimes I would crack certain jokes, I would talk certain... A certain way, and they'd be like, "Huh? Hmm? Like, huh? Hmm? What was that? Huh? Pardon? Pardon? Uh, not, not <laughs> sure what you said. Mm. Uh, hey, Tara, your hair was longer last week, but now it's short. What <laughs> What's happened? up with that? <laughs> <laughs> this is another conversation. But as far as my workplace goes, uh, I don't feel the need anymore. I, mm-hmm. I, there yes. aren't that many black people within my current workplace, but they are very much supportive of different experiences different people um that i never felt the need to to censor myself in any way and i think that to me has been just everything it's not like the full wakanda (laughs) experience (laughs) but it's meant a lot to me that in in diverse settings i don't or predominantly white settings i don't feel the need to change myself or adjust myself in any kind of way mm-hmm. uh, or talk a certain way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. that's sorry. I also say that's interesting. You bring up kind of like, you like you sort of crack
1: certain jokes and they wouldn't hit. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think of like, the, just that you're not funny. Um, I'm hilarious.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but like, I mean, like I didn't want to <laughs> go there, right? but I mean, <laughs> sure. Me but like the idea that like, it's not only about like the language you use, but also like a lot of in-group things that mm-hmm. you take for granted. So like the cultural like backgrounds of like the jokes you have or like mm-hmm. why a joke is funny to one group and not another group like that's i think that's interesting that that can possibly also be encompassed in what code switching is right it's not just about the language but it's about the things you do also yes. yeah. there
2: was actually one example i took a, as sad as it sounds i took a class on death dying and bereavement and, <laughs> and we got to and <laughs> we were talking about what the cu- the customs are when a loved one dies and i was just talking i said yeah so for my cousin's home going service they were like that's what you call it? A home going <laughs> Oh my God, that is so deep. It's so beautiful. beautiful. Wow. And I was like, oh, really? Like, it's just a home going- also see the ancestors on the plane? <laughs> the horizon? ancestral plane? I, t- I too saw <laughs> I too- <laughs>
1: Black Panther. And I
2: thought Wakanda and I know was where a beautiful Black country.
1: <laughs> I just really thought Wakanda was a beautiful country and their customs were wonderful.
2: <laughs> so you're right, it does also uh, relate to not just the language, but it also speaks to a culture and our- so yeah yeah
0: and even Tara with uh, what you were saying about just how you feel comfortable in your job space I always felt that too like especially for just being public health for you working in um, like therapy and stuff Mm -hmm. like working with the populations directly that you serve there are also your population. Yeah. Uh, that's the mm-hmm. best, and I think that's yep. what I actually really enjoy. About, with my job, is that when I'm speaking to, um, even in my doula work, because mm-hmm. it's always clients who come from um, marginalized population, mm-hmm. black and brown, um, and you know the the people the people who truly do not code switch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so I mean, I, so they can't for yeah, the most part. They, yeah, that's a they big, can't, yeah, which is we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just being in that really comfortable space because like I can speak exactly how i am and i think too another funny thing from just grad school was like when we talk about pe- speaking in layman's terms versus speaking in um like science and academia. science and speaking in academia mm-hmm. um Academies. <laughs> right, in my like very um uh non-poc
1: department <laughs> we won't give you Climate. <laughs> Climate changes are real. That's
0: the hand. Let me stop. But in my department, um, I was actually like told that I was the um that was re- that I was probably the best at speaking in layman's terms. I was like, ah, oh, that's because I don't even try. to the was shade. Right? They it was were shade, fun, right? You right? It was, it was definitely shade. No, but it was just like, cause because it are in public health, we're speaking to community to the yes. communities that are being underserved. So if you're out here speaking like uh well, actually, nineteen twenty-seven, no, the- uh, mm-hmm. archaic ass, like, and the boopity boop and the right? doop 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 and, and the, the like, you know, and like speaking in complete, I couldn't even like come up with a joke. Speaking in complete like scientific academia terms, like right. using. um I don't even know. What's a good example of a word that's just. Particulate? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. The particulate matter, instead of just saying that shit that be in the air floating, like, you know, that be getting in your lungs, settling in your lungs, and, you know, right? Like, people speak in such. And for me, it's just like. I can speak in because la- like you're a human. How do you? I'm like when I read academia for me, it translates into layman's terms right. as I speak. As I'm reading it, it's just automatically being translated. And so everyone should really have the skill to
1: do that. But, but right. people don't. don't. Yeah, I was like... always
0: impressed by that. Like that's just maybe something why they t- always try to put people of color to go into these spaces. <laughs> they don't know how to the- speak. So right. Get them in there. Be <laughs> the them in there, Right. Translate can you for just these people. Them, right. <laughs> no, but it's true because you can when you could speak the language of the people that you're surveying. It makes right. more sense for you to be in those spaces. Right. So it was always interesting for me that like my like um, white colleagues could not do that. it was like, like really like wow. Mm-hmm. But I'm too. like you know poor white people also cannot speak in academia. Like academia is a very privileged place to speak right. from. So I'm like do you speak like this since you were like a child? Like do you not speak regular like layman's English at all? Like I mean, when you're chit chatting with your friends, you're literally speaking in particulate matter. Like
1: you know, I just actually yeah yeah. Like, yeah. like I'm not gonna lie. Like, <laughs> Like that could happen. I could see it, but no, I agree. Like especially you said, with the field of public health, like it's a skill that people don't have. Like people can't coach switch another way, and not to say that, especially as a white person, you're not becoming a community of color. And being like, so okay, everybody. Right. So, <laughs> We're gonna do this. Basically, like no, that's that is actually very offensive. Like are
0: wild pops.
1: If we have any white listeners, I think we do have a white listener. You know, We're <laughs> no, we we a really white have listener. Do it, yeah. um, don't do that. But um, yeah, like the idea, of, like you can't. Like and I don't want to use the words dumbed down, but like in in any way that you write for the public or speak to the public, you're supposed to speak in an eighth grade um reading level mm-hmm. or speaking level. You can't if you can't do that, then what the hell are you doing? Yeah, and like, good. and I will say that like because like I used to know how to do it before, and then I got to grad school and I was like I have to put on this language to I guess meet the needs of academia, and then I almost could not go back. Mm-hmm. Then because I went from being in academia to working in high schools, mm-hmm. and I was like oh shit, like I know how to speak to like regular 25 year olds but mm. regular students like that's a little harder so i think i went now so far back down and like knowing how to simplify things which i'm really good at now i don't know how to go back the other way mm-hmm. <laughs> but maybe we can we are dynamic human beings
0: oh gosh, so yeah. maybe the challenge but i think i don't even want to accept the challenge i'm actually really fine where i am <laughs> I'm
2: good.
1: don't change right i'm <laughs> writing your yearbook right? <laughs> never <Don't> change, change. <laughs> you're the best so going back to i guess something i heard Um, somebody say it was like you know like when you're working with the communities and i guess in this case community of color and disadvantaged communities where they're not speaking like that i guess like we could talk about like the ability we talk about the ability not to co-switch from white people Mm -hmm. but like i guess like the lack of privilege and not being able to co-switch as a person who's in a disadvantaged state Mm -hmm. right like let's talk about that yeah Mm -hmm. and i guess like maybe the
2: um the negative outcomes that can come because of that so yeah. like, what let, let's talk yeah the, there was a ted talk that we were talking about previously and it was talking about the cost of code switching which is really it comes at the cost of like real diversity um and the the speaker chandra arthur she talked about how the ability or the inability to code switch can sometimes mean be a matter of life or death especially mm-hmm. for uh black people and and other people of color uh we see these especially in matters when it comes to police brutality Mm -hmm. uh you know being taught how to talk to police officers the second that you know they they pull you over Mm -hmm. um so yes sir yes mm -hmm. Mm ma'am respectability.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And I
1: think about, like, when I was... And how
0: close code switching ties in with respectability. Exactly. And I
1: was was thinking back to when I was in um, undergrad, and I was in, I forgot what sociology class it was, but we were basically talking about conspicuous consumption and how, like, that's something that, like, basically the idea that, like, people are buying goods not necessarily for their needs, but just, like, for once, and, like, Mm -hmm. how that gets as a hierarchy in our society. And, like, usually when it comes to that, the the example is basically people sending online to buy Jordan's. Right, Mm -hmm. and like basically, like how communities of color, and I'll even say communities of color, not even poor people, because the assumption the assumption is that black people are poor, Mm -hmm. is that you should be online for that. I wish people sit online for voting instead, (laughs) right? And so, but it's like that, but it's also like, well, everyone engages in conspicuous consumption, but you don't know what everyone's income bracket is to judge what somebody can afford or not. And also, some people need to buy some shit to feel better. But going off of that. along with code switching is the idea of, like dressing better to look the part mm-hmm. and I remember there was some research study or some ethnography or some whatever narrative thing we were reading about like the idea that like if you wore the wrong type of blouse to a job interview or to like the social security office or whatever or is it the benefits office that like it was a matter of if you were treated with kindness and given the extra tips about like what to do to um, go around the system to get what you need or you were treated with disdain and oftentimes by your own people mm-hmm. too. and so like if you're going to get like your wick whatever and you're wearing the right kind of clothing, you're basically getting treated better and that's going to get you the extra benefits that you need or you're able to submit your housing application for the lottery on time. like it's so, so many things like you said life or death but also just like your way of living is affected yes. by how people view you because of the way you speak, the way you look, dress, act, et cetera, et cetera, which I can in my sociological mind, have code switching be all-encompassing of that and not just language. Wow.
2: I really like that that point that you brought up, Dina. It it reminded me a lot of a job that I held most of my time throughout grad school. And I was just working at the front desk at a particular place, <laughs> not to give away too much. And a lot of times, I was treated like, pretty poorly. Um, I was doing a lot of, like, receptionist kind of work Mm -hmm. and like people would come up talking to me any kind of way treating me any kind of way looking down on me uh, you know in a really condescending way and sometimes they would catch because I I would be texting at the front desk um (laughs) they would catch a glimpse of my phone and my phone has a sticker on it from Fordham which is where I went to school And suddenly, like, the moment they would notice it, they would go, oh, like, so. You're learning. You, like, you have money. Not really. (laughs) I had a graduate assistantship. Like, you have money. You're so smart. And, like, the treatment of me would change up Mm -hmm. so quickly. I'm like, you mad fake. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, that would happen countless times if I was maybe, like, just wearing my raggedy school sweatshirt in Mm -hmm. in a corner store or, like. The examples just go on and on. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes the problem with that for me was then like leaning on that to kind of get better treatment. Like, oh, like, don't treat me this way. I have a degree. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a problem with that, again, going with respectability politics. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: No, even though sometimes, I don't know, I be flexing on especially when... Really, actually, only when white people do that, I, mm-hmm. ooh, I'm like, oh, it's time to flex. <laughs> 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 practice, <it's not> <laughs> That's the reason why <laughs> I pay these loan place. payments
1: <laughs> <laughs> for times like this. <laughs> I didn't go to Ivy League for no reason, <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally feel it. I even had examples of that happen to me, like in my doula work, so um. Since a lot of what I was doing was volunteer-based, so I would come with my scrubs like, oh, the nurses are there, and then it's the doulas who are like, helping the patients. So I have this one new nurse who came in, and I'm really cool with everybody there. Shout-outs to, the, shout-outs to y'all. Y'all know who you are. They have my heart. So they're the best nurses ever. Mm. But there's one nurse, except for that one. <laughs> she was just always so, like, came in like oh you need to be doing this you're supposed to wipe down the wheelchair here you're supposed to just tell me all of stuff that i am one not supposed to be doing and two like who are you what bossing are you around to? Who are you Nurse she Brenda? was talking to me like i was also, just like talking to me like I was stupid, and, mm-hmm. and that's, that's one of my complexes. <laughs> you, you can't talk to me like I'm dumb. Like, mm-hmm. never. Like, that'll be your first and your last mistake. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> she was talking to me like I was stupid, and I was just like, do I need to, I love rolling up my like, do I need to show you where these loan payments go to? Like, came from? I like, uh, have hands. So <laughs> right? them, uh. I'm also <laughs> like, too, like, especially when I know that I'm more educated than you, like, don't even, don't, don't, really don't even on that. Yeah. Too so like my whole me talking like, but, like I was stupid and then on top of that like I'm sitting there like just because I'm I'm in volunteer mode and like it doesn't mean that mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm just some person who's like oh let me just like I don't have anything to do let me just like no mm-hmm. like I volunteer because I like to do this right and like, I'm work. also working as professional mm-hmm. like from who went to Ivy League so don't talk to me like I'm like I should be wiping down wheelchairs and stuff like you don't boss me around. I have i I I'm for the patient, not for you. You're actually wants to be wiping out wheelchairs.
2: That's man. crazy. Though. So like, like you were you're there I'm you're there doing dual, the yeah, doing, doing dual work. Yeah, doing dual work for
0: the patient. Right, support for yeah. the patient. And then I found out from the other nurse, like, nah, she violates me. <laughs> So <laughs> there's one black nurse there who was seeing her. She was talking that this nurse was just talking spicy to everybody. Like, so this black nurse saw how she was talking to me. And when she left, she was like, Oh, I've been waiting to write this bitch up. She's like <laughs> It was wonderful I like, miss let her so me much. not interject. Yeah. I'm just taking <laughs> in like let the me examples. Get these. And She started to get hot with her too. She, I was just like, Is it me? She's like, No, she's just like that. This is her. So I'm like, Okay, I'm glad it's just not me. I was thinking it was like maybe some complex that she had, like, like like some boss people, but that's just her. She mm-hmm. she thinks she's somebody. She just really just but, like was. So segue from that. Um, <laughs> but also back to what Dina was saying about um People treating you different. I have an example from um, my younger brother. How when he um, he's been living in Brooklyn, and um, he said something that he thought was weird and kind of was getting annoyed by was that every time, a lot of the times he would speak, he would be like, "Oh, you're not from here. You you speak so." kindly and with like a, a different manner of voice than like mm-hmm. people who are from Brooklyn like I can just tell you you're just so well-mannered and like you just and my brother's just like oh my god like <sighs> what does that even mean right like, <laughs> like first of all i you to a good
2: public school yeah right like oh, <laughs> thanks to Westchester
1: <laughs> Westchester <laughs> public you know we
2: school <laughs> <but laughs> that's your commercial so so my final question is what about your friends? What about, your friends? what about your friends? What about your friends? Specifically, with your white friends. Okay. What about your whites?
1: Sorry. <laughs> um, are they
2: gonna be yeah. Well, I
1: mean, raise your hand if you have white friends. Ain't nobody seen. I'm my raising hand. my hand. <laughs> I so I know I, I mean I have a few white friends, and they are there and dare to be because they made it through the fire. To become a, my <laughs> you, you made it past all my <laughs> hurdles and moats and, and alligators to become a friend of mine <laughs> so cherish that let me stop yeah. but no i mean and but because of all of that you, uh, you're not getting any close switcher from me you are hearing me exactly how i speak because i feel comfortable enough to be talking like you like talking around you like that mm-hmm. and i know you won't be foolish and a mimic. That. <laughs> 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 Ooh. Huh. So yeah, for the white friends, I truly have. I don't gotta worry about any of that shit. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't have as many white friends. Uh, like it's it's not not against y'all. It's just but no, I do have some near and dear, very close, uh, white friends who are near and dear to my heart. And I also same as Dina. Like I'm not switching up how I speak, and I don't. I don't even think about it because we're, we're friends. Exactly, yeah. and we're too old at this point to be having friends you're not comfortable speaking around. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. never the, the worst. worst. Like never the worst. Yeah, way. no. Like yeah, nobody has time for that. So mm-hmm. yeah, for um. So yeah, I don't really do much code switching right. with, but maybe white
2: acquaintances. Senses. Yeah, that's where I was gonna say it's yeah. not so much with. I, I don't have that many white friends either. <laughs> I was just like, uh, there's like one, one and a half of two. Well, there so, was Cheryl. But, the uh, white uh, friends I have, they'd yes. be like, Ew, what are you says, doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, Cheryl says hi to me at the bus stop every now and then. I don't even know who Cheryl is. But um, but I noticed more so with acquaintances. And I'm trying to be a little bit more mindful of it mm-hmm. and... and and try to like okay Tara like get it together you don't have to put on like your your church clothes <laughs> to try to impress these people your church mm-hmm. clothes voice I don't know the equivalent of that <laughs> the so yeah I try not to I try to be more mindful of it mm-hmm. now because yeah who has time to be yeah. fake out here honestly it's anybody stressful got time bad anybody, <laughs> anybody got
1: anybody got me so <laughs> all right should we wrap it up
2: Today, king came over. <laughs> <laughs> and Miles is just such an annoying little brother. <laughs> Shout out to Moesha. Uh, so let's open it up to some closing thoughts, guys. I'm dead. We've had quite the fruitful episode. We sure right. have. With some special uh, extra guests. Up. <laughs> um,
1: I guess I can go first. first time. Um, I mean, it's pretty quick and it's also pretty like <laughs> solemn. But just <laughs> basically that, you know, it's hard to hear being black. Can't speak the way you want to without getting some repercussions. Can't walk the way you want to. Can't talk the way. Like, everything is always in an indictment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess it's just, I don't, don't want to pay that price for being black, but I mean, I guess there's a way how the crumbles until the revolution comes. Right? Right. And, everyone mm-hmm. away, and so. the, the thing is that the revolution will be led by the children. You yes. think that's yes. my point? The so kids you. have been
0: woke. They're really listening. Mm-hmm. Generation Z. Yeah the um what are they called? British generation Z. Z? Yeah. The woke kids. The woke Cause like I keep trying to group them with us but they're not No there. they're not. We still not eating Tide Pods but you know they're <laughs> they doing something lows.
1: right? At, and least, at least they're woke. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> at least they're more woke. Me and my millennial self is fed in my self with my phone being like yes babies yes. Yeah so but no, yeah. I think just protect the kids
0: continue to nurture especially for the teachers and the influencers out there who are like aren't who these kids are looking up to, which is all of us, because everyone is looking at you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, continue to feed them, because millennials, I feel like, it's these young teachers who are coming in, yeah. making sure this curriculum is inclusive, it's woke, it's everything that you need to make society move forward and be better than the generation before. So just protect protect the kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: My closing thought isn't all too... Deep, it's just I want somebody to buy me Afro Punk tickets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The lineup just came out, and Daniel Caesar's gonna be there. <laughs> mm. I'm only going on Saturday because I was so dusty and musty after two days of AfroPunk the last time I went, mm-hmm. and I said that I would never go again. That's true festival life. Yeah, but I can't, you know, I'm not really into. You know, so, if, <laughs> you're nearby. so if somebody just wants to bless me with a Saturday ticket, mm-hmm. you know, I'm open. Go ahead and send it to the Black Triad email address. <laughs> <laughs> that is the. Black Triad Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think mean, that like for real though. <laughs> I, I want that. was also Two, just a plug for our email three, three address. T- you... <laughs> three tickets? <laughs> oh, yeah, three. Like, who wants to sponsor us? Right? right? <laughs> sponsor these three hard working <laughs> black women <laughs> to go to Afro Punk. Um, but all I know, you could also follow for us. The <laughs> you could also follow us on Instagram and Twitter uh, at The Black Triad. Um, so yeah, anything else we want to share before we close out? Yeah. Um, I know Dina has some news. Ooh, but I have something to
0: say too. Um, for like, The Brooklyn Museum curator, if she can tell the difference between Wakandan vibranium coming out of (laughs) the then you know maybe she's that bitch. Maybe she's that one. Maybe she's she's the white curator we've been looking for. (laughs) Can
2: anyone sleep tight? Um, What if like the first like day on the job she like has this exhibit Wakandan Nights <laughs> like, like has a, like the pretty blue vibranium like I, <laughs> I cannot I cannot uh, oh so Dina uh, you did have some news want to go ahead and share yes so recently I was a I was a
1: special guest I guess I'm not a special guest no but mm-hmm. I was a guest on a podcast called Vagestine that's V A G. E S T E M as in like vagina esteem. <laughs> and I mean, as many of y'all know, you know, my professional career has been built on pregnancy prevention and the almighty birth control. Mm-hmm. And so the episode was most I mean it was all about birth control. I guess me um talking and displaying my expertise about it. So definitely listen out. It was a really fun episode. Um again, the Twitter or Instagram handle is at that Again, that's B A G E S T E E M. And you can definitely find the link of the episode up on any of those pages. Take a listen, comment, all that jazz.
2: Awesome. Thank y'all for, Thank you for listening, and, ooh, yes. hanging out with us yes. today. I'm sorry
0: for that little pause though, but we'll be back soon. Yes. You know, Some more content for our lives
2: is.
0: together. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like, wow. Some more fucking content.
1: <laughs> oh, All right. See stay, y'all. Blessed, stay black, stay black. <laughs> <See y'all>. Bye.
2: <laughs>